Well, yeah, I finished Horizon Zero Dawn yesterday. Yeah. Hell yeah. How did you uh, like the ending? Obviously no spoilers. Yes, I liked it. I thought it was a little... like the the battle was a little a bit of a letdown. Like yes, I'm imagining like it, it felt like it was trying for a Mass Effect two kind of thing. Like oh, all the people come, came to help you, and it's like this epic battle at the end. But the actual fighting didn't necessarily live up to that. Right. So. I kind of feel the same way about Ghost of Tsushima, which I finished a couple of weeks ago. The kind of final battle is pretty underwhelming compared to other set pieces in the game. And I didn't really feel the sense of satisfaction that I thought I would feel. Mm, So the game was great and I enjoyed it overall. But like the payoff for everything I did in the story, like the main story, was not what I expected. Yeah. And I like the the plot yes. part of the story because the story's like, so good and i'm trying to say things it was satisfying for aloy it was not satisfying for player right yeah it, it wraps things up nicely for the character and if you care about the character then it's a satisfying ending um so i yeah i got back into uh last of us 2 as well yesterday and poof <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow okay <laughs> Uh, I did manage to avoid spoilers for uh, for the big thing that happens, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> the big thing at the beginning. Yes. Okay. I was like, "Okay, well, this makes sense." Yeah, it, it's very unsurprising, and people are acting like, "Oh, it's so crazy." Well, it's like the whole big thing that happens in um, Force Awakens, right? And everybody was like, "I was so surprised," and I was like, "Well, I wasn't." <laughs> like. <laughs> probably the least surprising thing i've ever seen in a movie of course it had to happen yeah um i just inhaled coffee through my nose oh crap yeah don't do that your body is not not (laughs) evolved enough for that innovation that's not the stimulant that goes through your nose no do not put any (laughs) stimulants up your nose we are not not that kind of condoning any kind of illegal behavior uh yeah well sorry about the vague intro you guys no spoilers (laughs) But welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 24. Yeah, and now it says it on the thing, right? Does it say somewhere? Uh, It says it it? in the URL. It should do. I don't know. I'm not looking at the URL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, it does! Oh, now I don't ever have to fumble for numbers again. Yeah. I'm running out of pages in my notebook, too. I've got like six pages left. I'm gonna have to like archive this in a museum and then... Get you a new to notebook. Get a real nice new notebook that you could scribble hateful things in about people on Reddit. Oh, that sounds good. Well, here's a story about a good parent. Yay! That we actually recorded for episode 23, but then switched it out for the kid who was yelling at his kindergarten teacher. So <sighs> here we go. Am I the asshole for punishing my son after he said something racist? Generally, no. Okay, so OP is 39. And her son is 13. Uh, Her husband's 43, but that's not important. And she has a 16-year-old daughter, also not really important. Son is 13. That's important. That's important. (laughs) About a week ago, my family ordered Chinese food for delivery. When the delivery driver came to the door, my daughter was taking the cat upstairs to put in her room because he always tries to eat the food. My son loudly says, make sure to hide the cat from the Chinese guy. (sighs) I am at the door getting the food from the Chinese delivery driver. 
He very obviously heard what my son said and was upset by it. I quickly apologized and took the food. I told my son that racist jokes were completely unacceptable and very wrong, and he refused to admit that he was in the wrong. So, later that night, I forced my son to write a sincere apology to the delivery driver, his name was on the receipt, as well as write a one-page paper on Chinese culture and a one-page paper on why racism is perpetuated by racist jokes and stereotypes. Hell yeah. Then the next day, I took him to the restaurant and had him read his apology aloud to the delivery driver, as well as give him the papers he wrote. The driver was very appreciative of the apology and thanked me for making my son do it. He then told my son about multiple instances where he had faced racist comments and attacks from people while he was a delivery driver. That night, my husband and I got into an argument about me making our son do this. He told me it was embarrassing for our son to have to do the apology and that the, quote, punishment didn't fit the crime. I told him that it was much more embarrassing for the driver to have to face that kind of racism and racist stereotypes and that our son would get over the embarrassment. I do not condone any kind of hateful thinking in my house and the fact that my son said that embarrassed me as well. My husband told me that it was just a joke and it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> I feel like I might've overreacted some, but I think it's important to help my son understand what he said was wrong and hurtful. Am I the asshole? No, the dad is the asshole. Like the second time hearing this, the dad's behavior towards what she did is just wrong on so many levels. Like undermining her as a parent, going against, you know, ideals that she wants her kids to grow up with. That whole it's just a joke thing grinds my absolute gears. I hate that sentence. Same. I hate that. Yeah, because people always say, oh, like, it's funny because it's true. That's why we find jokes funny is because you believe that there is some truth in it. So if you're repeating that, then you believe it's true. And it also just perpetuates the idea. And that's like, not to go all doom and gloom, that's the first step on the pyramid of hate. Right. Making jokes about it. And then you go up and you kind of say like, oh, that's why, you know, those people are bad. And then you, it goes up and it just does not end well. Like, it's a foundation for more hurtful, hateful things. The other thing about saying it's just a joke implies that the person whose feelings are hurt doesn't matter because they think it's funny, so everybody should think it's funny. Absolutely. And the kind of second part of it's funny because it's true is it's funny because it's not me. Yeah. Which shouldn't be the case. A joke should be funny for everybody, not just for the person telling the joke. Otherwise, it's not a joke. Yeah. So the, the dad's view on this situation is heinous. <laughs> yeah, and like going back to what you said about like the it's it puts the impetus saying like oh it's just a joke you're being too sensitive. It puts the responsibility on the listener. Right, on the person who was offended or t made fun of. Yeah, it's like oh you're just being too sensitive. And right. Like, no, you're being an asshole. You said an asshole thing and that makes you an asshole in this moment. Like it's not someone else's fault because they heard you say something shitty like if you punch right. someone in the face it's like not just oh you should just have dodged it or you should just get over it well it didn't hurt me yeah so how could it have hurt you Jeez, it was just a just a punch um she also says in the comments that she thinks she knows what a friend's particular friend that her son is learning this from but i'm sure some of it's coming from her husband also. oh yeah it's got to be coming from the husband as well because especially since kids have been home since march right yeah so he's he's largely been away from his friends and those influences apart from you know xbox live and other cesspits of debauchery and depravity like that 
But yeah, dad is dad is at least 50% of the problem. Uh, this post has so many awards, it is ridiculous. We'll put it on the Twitter. It has a couple, maybe 150 awards on it. Like, I do think that the mother did the right thing. At least in terms of the writing exercises, did the right thing. The first step to stopping racism is education, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the mother didn't just say, wow, you can't say that, that's wrong. She made the son figure out, you know, why that's wrong and why it's offensive. And she put the responsibility for that on him, not on anybody else, which yeah. is the right thing to do. The only part where I could see like maybe she shouldn't have is she put the driver on the spot by taking right. the son to the restaurant. So it's she says that like the driver was very clearly upset by hearing the joke. And she says that um, she asked the driver if it was okay first. She says that in a comment, not in the post, right. but she asked him if it was okay first. And like, sure, she asked him, but also like, what are you going to do? Say no. <laughs> like, it's still putting him on the spot. And it seems like right. he responded well, like he yes. was very grateful, but that might not always be the case. Like, don't, don't make people of color educate your racist white children, please. Yeah, that's not on them. Like, while it went pretty well in terms of how this could have gone, this was the best outcome. There could have been other people in the store listening to this and feeling awful about it. Like, yeah. and not just, you know, customers but other people who work there it could could be really harmful for them if someone's experienced a, a a very traumatic racist event it could trigger some ptsd or you know harmful feelings so yeah i i think her heart was in the right place definitely the execution of it not for the kid i don't care about the kid's embarrassment kids should be embarrassed yes Absolutely. But um, but for the people involved, the actual minorities here, it could have been harmful. Yeah, and and it worked out well. Like, yeah, but if if I were recommending this, I would not uh, not recommend the last part unless maybe like called ahead or had like a closer relationship with these people. But like, yeah, don't just show up there. That's not. It. If they had mailed it or she had taken it in an, in an envelope and said, hey, there was a situation at my house. I'm really sorry. Um, I want you to have this. And then it's, you know, it's less a performative and potentially harmful situation because then the delivery driver can decide whether or not he wants to read it. Yeah. And that's on him. Anyway, I thought that was nice. Like it reminded me of the one where the kids said, some racist shit on zoom and at least this not like it it was uh not in front of the whole class right it, it was it was an isolated incident but yeah not not to do comparisons but right there were fewer people involved i suppose yeah and and i feel like in this in the school situation the embarrassment for the pupil who was at the you know the target of the racist comment is like tenfold yeah so yeah. Yeah. So she she did good. Like obviously she she tried her best, and we're not going to be perfect every time. But I thought that was... a plus for concept. Yeah. C for execution. C plus maybe. Yeah. C plus. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's see. I'm I'm jumping back and forth. So I'll give you two. Yeah. I'll give you two titles here. Okay. And then you pick which one because they're both about family bullshit. So <laughs> my stepsister slept with my ex fiance and married him. It's been five years and my family thinks I should be over it already. Hmm. 
<laughs> or, and this one is more wild than it sounds, but am I the asshole for not defending my brother-in-law for missing the birth of his daughter, even though I missed the birth of mine? Oh, let's go for that one. Because I feel like the first one is going to be pretty clear cut who the asshole is. And <laughs> like, this one sounds interesting. Let's do the second one. Okay. Uh, they're both pretty wild, but yeah, I'll save that one for later. All right. So OP is... 29 and his wife is 31 it doesn't have the ages they're 29 ish they're all around that age uh so am i the asshole for not defending my brother-in-law for missing the birth of his daughter even though i missed the birth of mine so my wife and i have two kids our older son and younger daughter my brother-in-law josh in quotes all of these are fake mm -hmm. has just had a baby girl with his partner brad uh so in the original post he didn't mention this but he went back and edited it that uh brad is trans uh, okay and so brad is the one pregnant with the baby right on the day my daughter was born two years ago i was with my brother-in-law dan when he was hit by a car Oof. understandably he was in bad shape and i called an ambulance and his parents and his parents told me my wife was in labor Jeez. my wife told me over the phone to go with dan to the hospital and that she'd be fine she was more worried for dan than anyone we were both at different hospitals my wife was at a local hospital and dan and i were at a bigger city hospital and it culminated in me missing my daughter being born while i stayed with dan so he wasn't alone and i could keep everyone updated dan ended up making a full recovery with some physical therapy and my daughter was born with no complications and i met her when she was a few hours old now josh and brad had a baby due in late august but josh had a vacation with his friends booked for july <laughs> note it was a vacation within the country and within covid restrictions brad asked him not to go so close to the baby being born and i also advised him not to go but he chose anyway as he thought he had enough time Evidently, he did not. Brad went into labor while he was gone, and his daughter was born without him there. Like my case, it was a few hours before he could get back to meet her. The entire family is fuming at him because we all told him not to go on vacation. He asked for my support because he thought that I would, quote, understand, and I told him it's a different scenario and that I had no choice. <laughs> and more importantly, I had my wife's permission. Apparently, he and his friends all believe that we, but more specifically me because I should get it, are assholes because it wasn't his choice to miss the birth because she was born premature. I think he's the asshole because there's a huge difference between the reasons I couldn't be there versus his reasons. Right. I seriously don't get his logic, so I'm asking you guys for some more perspective. Am I the asshole? No. What? I'm just thinking, so, so Brad is female to male, right? Yes. Okay, that experience then of having that baby anyway is likely to be hugely traumatic for Brad. Yes. So when, Brad asks, hey, I don't want you to go on this vacation. That That isn't just, hey, I don't want you to go because I'm being a dick. It's, hey, I don't want you to go because not only am I going to have a baby, but this is likely to be hugely dysphoric for me and I need you to be here. Yeah, not only dysphoric, absolutely, but also just the treatment that he's likely to receive right. from the um, hospital staff. Like he needs, he's giving birth, he needs an advocate there for him to deal with that kind of thing. Like to go on holiday in that kind of situation is super selfish. And not to mention like, even if, the baby wasn't born when he was on vacation. Right. He's going with friends to a different place. And then he should ideally be isolating for two weeks when he gets back because he's about to have a newborn baby. Like Clearly he's not going to do that though. Yeah. Like <sighs> just so many things here. And I, I, it's starting to very much annoy me when people are like, oh, it's not 
technically against COVID restrictions. It's like, well, the COVID, the official COVID restrictions are trash. Just like, don't, just <laughs> don't stay, go on vacation. Just stay inside. I know it's boring. I'm bored. I really, really need a haircut. This is like a pressing issue. I can't see because my hair is over my face all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my hair is starting to be difficult to, to brush because my split ends are so bad. Like, I'm not oh. going to get a haircut. I'm certainly not going to be on vacation. And I don't even have a baby on the way. <laughs> right. Like, going anywhere, it's starting to really irritate me seeing anybody on my social media doing anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just starting to really get on my nerves. And I know that people are like, they really want to see their friends and there's birthdays and stuff and whatever. But I'm just like, come on now. It's not, it's not over. And it isn't going to be over if you keep going to friggin' bars and restaurants. Like, oh. Yeah, we went to one restaurant that was open air one time because we had isolated for two weeks before, pretty much. And we were like, let's just do one, one restaurant. <laughs> let's, let's do one. And it was outside and we went and we ate and we left. And then we have gone to the beach, you know, which is far away from people and that is it that is all we have done that, that's like the only place i've been except for like doctors visits and the pharmacy i went to the beach one time for my birthday with my husband yes and i wore my mask the whole time so yeah this Never. guy honestly it, it there is no comparison between i want to go on vacation and this guy might die if i don't get him to a hospital because he's been run over by a car yeah. And like, I feel like Josh is definitely using the situation with OP and Dan as an excuse. Right. He's like, oh, well, I know someone who wasn't there for the birth of his child. So it's not a big deal if I'm not here for the birth of my child. And I get that for, for some people, being at the birth of your kid is not a big deal, right? It's gonna happen whether you're there or not. So being there, a lot of men feel useless and helpless when they're in a delivery room because realistically, what can they do to help? But you, I feel like you should always have your partner's permission if you're not gonna be there. Yeah. Like obviously it's a personal choice. If you really don't wanna be in there because you're squeamish or you're frightened that you know, you're gonna faint or whatever, then that's fine if you don't wanna be there. But you have to explain those reasons to the person who's gonna be pushing the baby out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if, if it was any one of these issues, like not let alone COVID, let alone your partner being right. trans, let alone all these things, then you should not be going. But all of these things together just makes you a massive dick. Right. It's just, it is a, a signifier for just how selfish this person is, right? Yeah. It's not just one thing, it's multiple things that he's not thinking about his partner at all. Oh, and, and so the reason why this one popped up on my timeline today is because there's an update oh, okay okay skip i'm just i keep, take it for granted that with every update post there's a whole paragraph about thank you for all your responses i'm sorry about the update being so long also the people who dm'd me dumb shit your <laughs> assholes like that's pretty much at the beginning of every uh update post okay i did send josh this post and he admitted that he fucked up brad has reported to me that josh has well and truly repented their baby girl is now four weeks old and Josh has been on night duty since she was a week old. He apologized to Brad 
and for not being there for him and to me for dragging me into it. Both of us forgave him and it seems everything will be okay. Their daughter is a happy, healthy little girl and a very vocal one at that. She's apparently a big fan of yelling at her dads and not sleeping, so Josh is certainly <laughs> receiving his karma. Unfortunately, she's yet to meet her cousins and most of the family thanks to COVID, but we receive plenty of vo video calls and photos. Brad also saw the post and thanked everyone for their congratulations and support. He's recovering well at home and he's almost ready to start binding again, as well as slowly returning to taking HRT. I'm sure some of you will be disappointed to hear that Josh has been forgiven, but that's just the way it goes. <laughs> My niece will grow up in a happy family with two dads who love her, and hopefully Josh will never be so dumb again. That's a lovely concluding that's, sentence. That's a good, that's a good update. Like, it's it's one of those things where you can be mad forever and it can destroy your relationship or you decide that's not the hill you're gonna die on yeah like there are there are lots of important things going on in this family situation and lots of confusing and stressful things going on so while what josh did was selfish the fact that he could go hey yeah i really did mess up and i want to make this right and brad isn't holding it against him that's important i think yeah yeah, and it reminds me of the one last week with the tummy tuck money. Like, oh, it was yeah. a big fuck up, but also like they're they're taking steps to repent. You know, they're they're putting their money where their mouth is. A, a fuck up shouldn't be immediately relationship breaking unless it is. You know, immediately relationship breaking. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like complete deal breaker status. Right. So cheating or you know illegal activity this is stuff like that yeah and that's going to be a different threshold for yeah everybody, and, but... and that's going to be different for everybody i feel like for a lot of relationship problems and, and and mistakes if you're willing to forgive and you can have that conversation that should always be the first option because a lot of times when you go on reddit relationships everybody's just like break up with him in the comments and that's like the very first thing that people jump to is just break up break up but in this situation, Josh's crime was not, you know, in the grand scheme of this family, the absolute worst thing he could have done. It was selfish and stupid, but yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of times the reason why people jump to, oh, break up with them is because they're red flags for deeper issues. Like how many times do we read a post where it's like, oh, this is a one problem, but he doesn't have any other flaws. And then in the comments, it's like, he also you know, yeah. doesn't let me sleep in the bed with him and shits on the couch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is he a dog? <laughs> yes, my boyfriend's a St. Bernard. Uh, <laughs> that would probably solve a lot of people's problems. <laughs> Their boyfriends were just dogs. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of that where it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is an indicator of other bad behavior but in this case and and the tummy tuck one to be honest it seems like it's a one-off thing yeah if it's an outlying situation where they don't normally behave that way then definitely you need to have a conversation about that before you jump to any earth-shattering conclusions yeah and as long as they put in the actual effort to change like yeah that's a lot of times it's it's also like oh, I'm so sorry, I'll, this will never happen again. And then it is fine for like two weeks and then it goes exactly back to it. Like, yeah. be wary of that kind of behavior. Apology plus intent plus action. Yes. Equals forgiveness. Yeah, over time. <laughs> yes, over time. It's, it's like a curve. 
Yeah, it's a it's a math formula. <laughs> oh crap! I didn't think I was going to do any maths today. <laughs> yeah. So as long as they're putting in the effort, you know, uh, it's fine. Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and I'm glad. Well, like, also, was anybody with Brad when he was giving birth? Right. That's the other thing that I'm kind of mm, about. I'm assuming that Brad's parents were there, maybe, but it's not mentioned. Because I think if I was giving birth, I would want somebody to be there. And um, also, he had previously been on HRT. He went off when he was pregnant, but uh, right. like that could also cause complications. So Oki yeah. says the doctor said that the HRT shouldn't affect it, but you know how pregnant people are for worrying about stuff like that. Essentially, it's like even if it wasn't going to affect it, it's still a worry. Right. Um, I do believe I read before that OP's family was there, um, like his parents. Yeah, that would that would be good. Jeez, there's so many comments. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Jen on Twitter. Thank you, Jen, for compiling all of the comments. She always just screenshots all the comments with context so I can just copy and paste those images onto my Google Slides. Hell yeah, Jen, you're a real one. Thanks, Jen. Um, okay, yeah, I think in another comment he did say that his his parents were there, so Brad's in-laws, parents-in-law. Um, so yeah. And also the baby was five to six weeks early, which is always something that is possible yeah. and yeah. why you shouldn't go out of town. God, if I was pregnant, I wouldn't go anywhere, ever. I'd be so frightened that yes. the baby was going to come at any second, that something terrible was going to happen. I'd be like, as soon as I started showing, I'd be like, mm, no, I'm going to stay in my house forever. <laughs> That's for sure another reason why I don't want to be pregnant, because I feel <sighs> like I would, if I bump into anything, like, I'm so clumsy. I've injured myself very badly six different ways in the last three years. I would not. I would just wrap myself in bubble wrap and yeah. stay. I just wouldn't move. I'd just sit on the couch. Yeah for nine months anyway okay so that's that one i'm all over the place let's see it is that kind of day <laughs> it really is um that one's too funny that one's too funny too funny i have two i have three funny ones but i you know i try and spread those out i don't want to like pack in the funny ones because then we're gonna have a really bleak week and i'm gonna have nothing no safety blanket <laughs> Um, I'll be crying. It'll be terrible. <laughs> okay, so let's do this one because I read this and my jaw dropped. OP is 52 and his daughter is 16. Okay. Am I the asshole for calling my daughter bitchy and reprimanding her for her behavior? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna need the chimes today? Yeah, probably. Okay, let me let me grab those. All right, ready. <laughs> uh, OP is 52 and his wife is 37. And their daughter's 16, so that means so, 37 minus 16 equals 21. Oh, no. And he was 36. No. So 36 divided by 2 plus 7 is 25. 25. So bad. Bad. Naughty. <laughs> Down. Bad man again. <sighs> All right. My daughter and I were shopping and she went to open a rather heavy set of doors for an older gentleman. Aww. The man came up to her and tried to usher her away from the door. My daughter refuses to budge and the man ends up touching the other side of the door and saying, please, miss, I insist. My daughter goes full bitch and says, what? no, I'm perfectly capable of holding the door on my own. Please go on. I can't. That's not bitchy. <sighs> The man was very offended, and as her father, I was extremely disappointed at the dramatic scene my daughter resorted to when someone was simply being a gentleman. <laughs> like, shovel post. 
shovel post. <laughs> the man gave her a very offended and disappointed look when he went in. I stopped my daughter when she made to follow and said that I was ending our shopping trip and that her old backpack for school was still functioning enough and that she lost the privilege to get a new one when she decided to act like a bitch in public. What? She started screaming at me when we were walking to the car and as we drove home. I'm betting she wasn't screaming. No. That's just a uh, spidey sense I'm getting. <laughs> I told her mother what transpired, and she was also very rattled and embarrassed for our daughter. Her mother ended up sending her to her room and said that I wasn't being an asshole for disciplining her and for not accepting kindness from a man, and she should be reprimanded for ruining somebody else's day over a kind gesture. Hold up! By the asshole? Hold up! Read that <laughs> sentence one more time! I'm about to go ape shit. This is a full paragraph sentence. Okay. Her mother ended up sending her to her room and said that I was not being an asshole for disciplining her, for not accepting kindness from a man, and she should be reprimanded for ruining what? someone else's day over a kind gesture. What? Hey, guess what? what? The, it's the man. Like, she was trying to hold a door open. She was doing a kind she gesture. being polite. And he refused. So she stood up for herself politely by saying, please go on. God. So, so she's... I can't really understand what she's being punished for. Yeah, because she said, this is a full bitch, according to him, is no, I'm perfectly capable of holding the door open on my own. Please go on. That's not bitchy. That's firm, but still polite. So many double standards here of him being like, oh, she was dramatic. She was ruining someone else's day over a kind gesture. <laughs> the man, the older gentleman, was doing the exact same thing. Not saying that he was being a bitch, but like he was just being old fashioned and she held her ground. Right. And then it seems like this old man escalated it. So, but it's oh, still the daughter's Christ. fault because she's a girl and she should have just shut up and listened to a man. Like, accepting kindness from a man, it's not even like, listen to your elders or something like that. It's like, he makes it about gender only. It's, yeah, it's not even, if somebody doesn't want a kind gesture from you, you shouldn't force it on them. Like, and, and even that is like, hey, just for future reference, you did a really kind thing, but he didn't want that gesture and he told you so. So maybe, you know, next time be, be aware of that. It's not, you're being a bitch and now I'm not going to buy you a backpack for school. Yeah, and it's not even like, oh, you were going to get a new phone or clothes. It was a backpack. The goddamn backpack for school. Jeez. Also, <sighs> like, you shouldn't buy a new backpack every year. Uh, no, you shouldn't. that age, but anyway. But, oh my god. I just... There's so many things. It's like when I'm at school sometimes, or when I used to, you know, I used, bar work is a really, um, actually very physical job, right? Mm -hmm. So when I worked in bar work, I was probably the fittest that I've ever been. People used to be like, I'd be carrying something across the bar, like a, a crate of bottles or whatever. And dudes would come up to me and be like, let me carry that. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I got it. This is my job, but thank you. And they'd be, they'd be so insistent. Like, oh no, that must be way too heavy for you. I'm like, clearly I'm not struggling. So I'm, no, I'm good. Thank you. Does it look like it? I'm not even sweating, my dude. But it happens to me now. And like, I do martial arts and weightlifting. I'm not weak. I can carry stuff. But I'll be in the school and like carrying a box of books and older teachers will come up to me and it's really kind of them. And I'm not saying they shouldn't offer, but it's also like, if I needed help for this, I would ask you for it. I don't need you to assume my inherent ladylike weakness. Yeah, it's just so very additionally condescending where it's like, you didn't ask for help, but I'm going to offer it anyway and then insist that you don't know what you're talking about when you right. decline the help. I always ask first. 
So if I'm going to hold the door open for someone, I say, here, let me get that. And if they're like, oh, no, I got it. Then I'm like, are you sure? And then if they do got it, they got it. And if they don't, I get it. But the assumption that, oh, you're a woman. So it's, it's, it's when he says in the post, she goes to open a really heavy door. And it's like, why should that matter? The heaviness of the door doesn't matter. Actually, the heaviness of the door means that she is more in the right. Because if she's going to, like, if it's a really heavy door, sometimes when you drop them, they will, like, really slam right. closed. So she's, like, trying to make sure this old man doesn't get hurt. Like, she's not going to drop the, the door on this old guy just because he's being sexist. <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh, God, it's just a lot of layers there. I um, I did. I took a gender psychology class in college, and one of our assignments was do something in your day to day life this week that goes against gender norms and see how people react. And so, uh, this was in college. So every time I went into a building and there was a guy, I would hold the door open, and the physical gymnastics a man oh, will honestly. do to try and keep a woman from holding a door open. It's so not a big deal. Like the just like that weird thing where you're you're standing there and you have the edge of the door and you're holding it open so they can go in before you. Then that reach that they do where they over your head over your yes. head and grab the door. It's like, no, get your armpit away from me. It's just like, don't in. trap me here. I'm just trying to like I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. to hold the door open for you. Just walk through and say thank you. It's not a big deal. It's very yeah, like in oppressive like physically oppressive. And then it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, just I, I remember writing about this and being like, just the physical gymnastics these people decide to like, go through. My whole life I was just taught that holding a door open for someone is polite. So I, I never really considered the, the, the gender role stuff of that until like I was about maybe... I would say about 15 or 16 because people start reacting differently then if you're a really little kid and you are like trying to hold the door open for someone it's always oh thank you very much and it's like yeah that's a nice thing i did a nice thing for somebody as soon as you hit puberty it's like no 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 i will take this door weak woman you do not need to hold this <laughs> yeah, door it's like for me. all of a sudden it's like come on now just because i grew tits doesn't mean i lost ability to have arms <laughs> like Actually, all of your muscle got sucked into your tits, so now, so now I can't hold doors open like my arms are spaghetti. It's it's very frustrating, and I didn't mean this to become like a rant about people trying to be kind to me. But honestly, if I'm not struggling, don't help me. Yeah, it's like clearly just in that situation, in whatever, just do the easiest thing. If they're holding the door open for you, say thank go you. In, say thank you. If like my personal favorite is to to grab the door go in and then hold it open as I am st going through the door so they can grab. Oh yeah, I do that too. So that I'm already in the door and they, they can grab the door. But also like, I hate it when people do that to me when I'm still like 10 <laughs> feet away. <laughs> it's like, well, now I have to run. You've made me run now. Thank you. Why would you do this to me? I'm not built for running. <laughs> I am built for opening doors, but I'm not built for speed. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's always, or like, just, it's funny to see how far away people will do that. It's like, no, if the door, if at my normal speed, the door will close and be closed for multiple seconds by the time I get there, I can open it. The, the other thing I notice when people do that and, they're, and you're miles away is when they're carrying something heavy <laughs> and they're like <laughs> leaning against the door with this heavy thing in their arms and you're like, oh shit, now I have to go because... That they're, they're gonna drop this thing. I have to run now. Yeah, I'm assuming they were going into like a mall or I'm something. I'm assuming so. But oh, 
Just what a stupid thing to have a bloody argument about. Yeah, and just like the age gap <sighs> really shows. I'm very glad that this girl seems to be standing up for herself already. I'm like not worried no, about her it, overall. It's just but... an incredibly... I think if I was the daughter, I'd be more surprised than anything. Like that would be the main source of my anger. It's just utter bewilderment about why my dad is freaking out about this. Just the whole like, oh, she was being, he, he's like, oh, she's being hysterical and acting <sighs> oh. like a bitch. He, and, and I like how in the title he says for calling my daughter bitchy. But he doesn't call her bitchy. He calls her a bitch. Yes. And he uses it three times in the post. And it's just like, that's just so indicative of how he think, feels about women that this girl is probably going to need therapy. Does he also, he does use the word hysterical, right? No, okay. he says dramatic. Yeah, dramatic. God damn. That's the code. Dramatic. Oh yeah, decided to act like a bitch in public. Uh, I was extremely disappointed at the dramatic scene my daughter dramatic resorted. Dramatic scene is not a dramatic scene. And like, she wasn't being dramatic at all. She was like, I'm proud of her for how she stood her ground, but like, damn. Yeah, there, are, there is always a particular tone of voice I use when I say, no, I got it, to people. Especially when I'm carrying heavy stuff. People come over and they're like, do you need it? I'm, no, I got it. Thank you. And then it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave her alone now. He has one comment and then he deleted his account. <laughs> and Man, why has he got to make such a dramatic scene? Yeah. <laughs> um, he someone was like, Oh, you shouldn't have ruined her birthday. And he doesn't say it was just a misreading of the post, but he says, Where in the vicinity of this post is the word birthday mentioned? It has negative thirty comments at this time of this screenshot, and then he deleted his account. So that's like the only account thing he replied to. He's acting like a bitch now. <laughs> like, sister, <sighs> just, just hits all my buttons. Just a, it, just the very clear, bright double standard that is being displayed here. <laughs> so annoying. It's great. Oh, well, <sighs> guess who's back? Oh no. Back again. Beans are back. No. Hello, friend. <laughs> no, beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god another relationship destroyed by the beans beans three return of the beans <laughs> the beans strike back oh yeah no you would be the beans strike back boyfriend is 25 no sorry uh i Star Wars reference completely wrong i'm sorry it would be return of the beans yes, yes. <laughs> That's the third one i i just uh the nature of the post is very bean strike back but okay anyway, okay um OP is 25 and his boyfriend is 22. I really don't like it when people put their stats after my. So it says my boyfriend and they put my parentheses 25 male boyfriend parentheses 22 male. Yeah. But it's jarring. Yeah. So the title is my boyfriend won't let me eat beans. <laughs> what? What? So you could have put the, the stats after the word me. But anyway, you might need your chimes here. <laughs> it's a very short post though. Ever since I discovered how good it was as a student, one of my favorite snacks has been cold beans eaten straight from the can with a spoon. Uh. The problem is that since getting into my relationship around a year ago, I can no longer do this. Whenever I have opened a can and started to eat it, he's berated me and told me how disgusting it is relentlessly, then refuses to kiss me for hours because, quote, I smell like beans. <laughs> Are we talking baked beans? I hope so. Like, because otherwise you would need to season them. Heinz baked beans. Baked beans are very good. British baked beans. They are not, but I can understand why someone would eat them from a can <laughs> because people who like baked beans really like baked beans. The ones in the US are just covered in sugar, so. Yeah, they're really sugary and <laughs> gloopy and just pretty nasty. Um, Which is why they would be bad cold because it's very syrupy. Yeah. But anyway. 
This makes me feel really small and insecure. It's like I can't be myself and do the things I want because he's disgusted by it. This may seem trivial, but I honestly don't know what to do about it. How do I tell him that it isn't up to him to decide what foods I eat without coming across as standoffish? Just use that sentence. It isn't up to you to de decide what foods I eat. Yeah, and to me, the red flag, like, uh, you've spoken before about how... Peanut butter's gross and it stinks. Yeah. And I don't want my husband near me after he's eaten it. That is an understanding. He, I don't <laughs> stop him from eating peanut butter. He can eat as much peanut butter as he wants, as long as he doesn't want to come anywhere near my face for an hour. Um, right in this that seems like it's like that's just a boundary that's yeah. a boundary in this case it's a punishment right for hours for hours beans the smell of beans doesn't linger it's not like garlic no i can't think i, I don't know what the smell he means but unless he means tomato sauce that's just very very strange yeah i would not condone eating baked beans without cooking them because that's particularly nasty but if you, that's how you want to eat them that's how you got to eat them you know we had this yeah. conversation with the woman who liked to eat capers and what were the other, other things stuff. she liked oysters and stuff and ketchup on rice yeah and her boyfriend was like no like it's like just go away yeah just go and don't watch them eat it what are you like staring at your partner while they eat a snack just, like right in their face like a hungry dog <laughs> <laughs> nose over the can looking at them like my cat oh, yeah she she begs for human food cora loves human food neo can't stand human food he's not interested at all yeah so i most mornings i'll have two eggs over medium and two pieces of bacon and I, you know, eat the eggs and the bacon and then put the plate on the coffee table and she licks all the egg <laughs> up and bacon grease, <laughs> which isn't a lot. Uh, so I think it's probably fine for her, but. I mean, eggs and bacon are like normal cat food. Yeah. Pretty much. That's not a lot. So give her a little bacon as a treat. A little salami. Yeah. And just, I had to save this one because it was about beans, but you know, just don't tell your partner what they can and can't do as long as it doesn't affect you. And if there's stuff about your partner that disgusts you, there are better ways to say it than just going, oh, that's disgusting. Like, if you're with somebody, you're with them what's and all, right? It, it, it shouldn't be that much of a when they do something that you think is gross. Yeah, like act like an adult about it. Right. It seems like he's throwing a tantrum every time OP eats beans. It's like, just, I mean, even if you live in a studio apartment, which it sounds like they don't, you can just simply walk away and go to a different room. It's not like it's stinking the place out. It's just yeah. beans. <laughs> and it's presumably if they're cold, it's going to smell less. Right? Because it's not cooking. Not smelling the, the cooking smell. I'm See, not articulate today. <laughs> I really want to make cauliflower cheese, but I understand that cooking cauliflower makes the house smell like farts. So I'm trying to wait until my husband isn't here to make the perfect cauliflower cheese. It has not happened yet. I will update you next week on whether or not I got to eat my cauliflower cheese. But That sounds good. What kind of cheese do you put on cauliflower? Uh, you do a little bit of bechamel sauce and then um, you can do a mixture. So you can do goat's cheese and cheddar uh, or mozzarella is always good. Uh, mozzarella and, and, and a little bit of palm is good. But anything that's going to get crispy on the top is... Uh, is a win. Uh, I've taken to putting uh, cauliflower and broccoli in mac and cheese. Yeah, it's the same, but you just it's just cauliflower and bechamel and cheese. <laughs> it's great. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could steam it in a pot on the stove? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe steaming it is probably 
the least stinky option but then you have to bake it with the cheese on top and then the smell just permeates put it in the broiler on low for a few minutes to melt the cheese and then put in the turn the broiler up to high and it'll make it nice and crispy on top oh, you're so smart for about 90 seconds so smart i'm gonna have to try <laughs> i in quarantine have gotten pretty good at cooking <laughs> i am extremely glad and grateful for my time with Blue Apron. Oh, thank you, Blue Call Apron. Us. Honestly, honestly. I have so many different sauces where they're like, oh, we'll just send you like a one serving of like this black bean sauce or this other sauce. <laughs> I told you I'm not articulate today. You do those like soy glazes and... Yeah, glazes and things. And now I'm like, well, I need this. So then I go and I buy it and now it's just chilling there. But there are so many different things that you can mix with mayonnaise. <laughs> Make it not taste like mayonnaise, which is... My ultimate poison. goal when cooking with mayonnaise. Poison mayo or uh, black bean and mayo is really good on like a burger. Oh yeah. Chipotle mayo is also incredible. Yeah. I'm starving <laughs> now. Jesus. Thinking about that cauliflower cheese. That sounds like a really good snack. It's a really good like side dish, but it's also if you just can't be asked making anything, it fills you up. So it's a good like student lunch. Yeah. <laughs> All I need is a cauliflower and a block of cheddar, and I'm pretty much good. Although I made the mistake of having, like, I had, like, a bag of shredded cabbage and carrots, and I just made, like, a quick slaw, like an Asian slaw with it, or Napa slaw, and just had that for lunch. And then I went to the grocery store, and I almost passed out because yeah. it was so hot, and I hadn't really eaten anything except for these leaves. <laughs> Salad is, like fine for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. you eat the salad and then you're like great i feel full and then you actually start doing stuff and you're like wait a second did i eat <laughs> yeah, there's no calories in my body ah. <laughs> i had to lay down for a little while and then we had to just do like a freezer pizza for dinner but yeah i have started ordering takeout just because they have ranch dressing because <laughs> you cannot get good ranch dressing that is the whitest thing i ever heard <laughs> I stand by it. Um, oh, oh, I have to tell you this very funny story, which is like way <laughs> off tangent, but it just reminded me. Like the first two weeks I was in America, we went with some friends um, camping up in, in Big Bear and we all got a big cabin and we took all of our computers and we had a big lamp eye. And we went to uh, a little restaurant for pizza and uh, the guy was like, is there anything you need? And somebody said, oh, just some ranch, please. And the guy left and he came back and he put down exactly the amount of ranch cups as white people on the table. <laughs> most accurate thing I've ever seen and it just I don't know it just really cracked me up I couldn't stop laughing and you just reminded me of that just the leaders know what's up seven ranch cups for seven white people <laughs> that sounds like some sort of indie novel seven ranch, seven ranch cups seven for white seven people. white people it's gonna be the name of my memoirs <laughs> <laughs> It's like an eat, pray, love. But... <laughs> Chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, ranch is gross. I love ranch. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sauce person. I love sauce. If someone offers me ranch, I'll eat it. If it's the only thing that will, you know, lubricate my chicken wings. But I never go out of my way to, like, ask for ranch. <laughs> my friend uh, who's listening. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Uh, 
the ranch uh, expert and will specifically like or dislike restaurants because of the quality of their ranch dressing. <laughs> Sometimes I disagree, but you know. Man. Yeah. A heavy love for that sauce. I wouldn't even call it a sauce. I don't know what it is. Is it a dip? I... Could be a dip. Ranch or is ranch. Dressing. Ranch is ranch is ranch. Yeah. And I have like specific barbecue sauces for specific ways that I cook potatoes. <laughs> like <laughs> if it's fries, I have the Sweet Baby Ray's sweet and spicy barbecue sauce. And if it's wedge potatoes that I cut up, oh, it's Carolina Gold from Trader Joe's. <laughs> I mean, in England, you only need one sauce and it's brown. <laughs> Brown sauce goes with literally everything. I could have brown sauce every, anytime, anywhere, on anything. What did we have? We had like a curry dip. My husband will tell me what it was when we were in London. But like, I just started putting curry sauce on everything. Oh yeah, curry sauce is great. I highly recommend curry ketchup. The takeout food that I miss the most from England is all the Chinese shops in England, all the Chinese takeaways, do the best chips, fries, and curry sauce. And you can just order a large chips and a pot of curry sauce and just dip those bad boys in that sauce. And it's so good. I don't know what it is about Chinese takeaways, but they make the best chips. Much better than fish and chip shops. Like, it's like they quadruple fry them or something. I don't know what they do to them, mm. but they're so fluffy in the middle and crispy on the outside. And they're like, Oh, that's just so good. I have this kind of half cookbook, half like textbook that's called the Food Lab. And they talk about how to do the best oven roasted potatoes. Oh. And you have to boil them first yep. and then toss them in duck fat yep. and then cook them for like 45 minutes. Yep. It's a very long process, but it's very good. It is the only way to do roast potatoes. Bake them, oh, not bake them, boil them, duck fat, rosemary, garlic, chuck them in the oven until they're done which is about an hour. Oh, so good. And you you toss them together so they get um, fluffy. Like mash on like, the outside. Yeah, like slight mash on the outside and then that gets all crispy. Yeah, so good. There's no point having a roast potato unless it goes crunch as soon as you bite into it. <laughs> Potatoes are just the most versatile vegetable. They are the best. I thing. like them in every form. I can't think of a form of potato that I don't like. Probably potato salad if you don't like mayo. I mean, I'll even go down on some potato salad because it's got potatoes in it. <laughs> like ugh, i'm starving now i'm so hungry well to bring it back to the post my husband doesn't like mayo and so whenever i cook something with mayo i just put it on my thing yeah and it, not his thing it's not difficult to accommodate for somebody else's food tastes my husband hates capers so if i'm cooking with capers i just put them on mine like it's not difficult it's just a stupid yeah beans yeah and like if hopefully this per op told his boyfriend like this makes me feel small and insecure and like this really upsets me when you do this and he will respond positively to that if he ignores it and keeps doing what he's doing maybe he's not mature enough maybe you should find someone closer to your own age yeah 25 and 22 which is not like a huge gap it's not a huge gap in but... years but it's a huge gap in maturity yeah. and life experience so i think most of the problem with this post is the issue of disgust right? The, the OP's boyfriend is not leveling the disgust at the food. He's leveling the disgust at his boyfriend. Yes, which absolutely. Which are two completely separate things. Like, I hate peanut butter, but I love my husband. And I wouldn't want my husband to think that he's disgusting if he's eating peanut butter. Yeah. And, and like, obviously you can have 
this disagreement where he's like, oh, gross. I don't like that. You know, and so I'm going to go in the other room. And it could be like a fun thing. Right. Even if it's like a disagreement, you could be like, ew, gross. Get get away from me, you know, and make it playful. Don't make it like hurtful. It doesn't have to be mean. Come on. Yeah. And that's why I feel like people like this seems like a very intro to abuse situation. Like not saying that that the boyfriend's abusive, but it's. It's how these things start and snowball and kind of turn controlling where it's like, you can't do this because I don't like it. And also I'm going to punish you by refusing to kiss you for like hours afterwards. It's, it's, it's the leveling of a particular negative feeling at the boyfriend, which is kind of the precursor. It's you are disgusting, is the message that he's getting. Yeah. So once that message is established, it can be applied to other aspects of their life. Like, oh, I don't like that fat on your body. That's disgusting. So it's, you know, making somebody deliberately feel negative about themselves for in a particular way is a kind of stepping stone. And unless it's addressed then you need to get out of that situation. I guess the closest in my relationship is I I like to wear lipstick and which is now the only makeup I wear for uh for video conference or whatever. Oh, I don't put anything on. He doesn't like to kiss me when I have lipstick right. on. So I don't try and kiss him when I have lipstick on. The end. The problem end. Solved. Problem solved. Like there are always going to be things that your partner doesn't like and and the way that you navigate that is is indicative of the state of your relationship. The beans should not be a deal breaker in any relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Although, as we have seen, they seem to be popping up surprisingly often as deal breakers. I honestly never thought starting this podcast we would talk so much about beans. <laughs> That's probably the last thing I expected we'd be talking about. Yeah, just bizarre. Just calm your tits, guys, honestly. It's very strange to see how often rela- food has come up in relationships. I think food is food is quite an intimate thing because a lot of a lot of the time when you date, one of the main things you do is go out to eat together, right? And a lot of the time that you spend together as a couple is kind of centered around food. When I when 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 you cook, you cook for two people, and you're both eating at the same time. So food is is a kind of central aspect of most people's relationships, I think. Yeah, and it is also a really good tool for people to exercise control. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it is so important to a kind of to a relationship and the way the relationship works. It's normally one of the first places you see control start to creep in. It's like food and clothing are like the two main. Yeah, and I feel like food also relates to a lot of different things. Food relates to your body. Food Mm -hmm. relates to your health. Food relates to your a lot of your personal style or like routine. Mm -hmm. So like my husband, if he doesn't get breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the exact right time, he gets extremely cranky. Right. (laughs) And so... I know this and accommodate that when possible or, you know, let him know ahead of time that he needs to accommodate himself. But I'm not like, or he he rather is not like, oh, woman, you didn't get dinner ready at exactly 6.30. Flipping tables over, like... <laughs> <laughs> no sometimes dinner will be late and i will mess up something or it will take too long and it doesn't get ready until like 7 30 which is very late for us yeah. but yeah yeah it's fine things happen he just sits there and, and is cranky <laughs> cranky and hungry <laughs> doesn't take it out on me <laughs> takes that out on twitter 
I mean, that's the right place to take out your anger, to be fair. Indeed. But yeah. So talk to your partner. Don't eat. It's just and... don't argue about beans. Yes. Beans are the death knell of relationships, <laughs> apparently. As soon as beans enter your relationship, that's it. It's over. <laughs> just cut your losses and move on. <laughs> I have beans soaking on the table right now. Oh, oh God. No. Throw them out the window. Throw them out. Throw them out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> People, send us your horrible stories about beans. No, oh, please don't. I don't want to read any more <laughs> bean-related posts on this podcast. We're going to have to change the name. Uh, Are you being serious? <laughs> I was trying to think of a good pun, but you beat me to it. Hey, my work here is done. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. I have funny ones coming up. Don't Yay. worry. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Morgan underscore Slay. You can find our podcast at R the letter U the word serious pod on Twitter. And you can email us your recipes that use ranch dressing or cauliflower flower at cauliflower R the letter U the word serious pod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can personalize your cauliflower cheese recipes for me if you send them to uh, at Esri underscore C underscore nose, as in knows lots of things on Twitter. Uh, you can also send us pictures of you eating beans straight from the can at our Facebook page, R the letter slash you, the letter serious podcast. And don't argue with your spouse. I mean, like, it's one thing. He's not even cooking it for his boyfriend he's just eating it by himself do one thing that subverts gender norms this week yes please <laughs> and tell us how it went report back <laughs> wear a skirt outside men fight the patriarchy hell yeah it's hot and skirts are sexy